You're gonna get hooked on that thing. I can see it now. 16,000 bags of Cheetos later, you wake up, you're 35, you're overweight, you're crying about your life in front of the soaps. I just did you a favor. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there! Look up idiots in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No! The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! It's an inanimate fucking object. You're an inanimate fucking object! You dirt-eating piece of slime! You scum-sucking pig! You son of a motherless goat! You blithering, blundering, bull-nosed, blockheaded, hot-bellied, ham-fisted jackass! You are pukes! You are the lowest form of life on Earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grabastic pieces of amphibian shit. You're the problem. You're the fucking problem. You fucking Dr. White, onking, jam rag, arking, spunk, bubble, fucking hoity-toity, hey buddy, fucking... Hey, enough of the curse words, all right? Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. In your general direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested? But I'm not that interested. But I think she might be interested. But do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden I'm, getting, I'm starting to get interested. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole! Welcome, everyone! It's time for another Rant Show. I'm your host, Alan Sanders, hosting today's rascally rabid rascals against a slew of fabricated effronteries that riles reeks ravages and reviles our ordinarily serene and mild-mannered natures joining me on today's episode are two other members of the 60 mw podcast crew first let's welcome a man who uses his own teats to suckle his regular and most beloved co-host into glorious submission he loves to shine a spotlight on his reflections evoke entertainment Produce positivity and teach you the ABCs of what's worth playing on your co uh, console. It's none other than Chris. Come, Mr. Jellyman, jelly me banana. Chris Jellyman, welcome, Chris. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love your intros, Adam. Adam, fuck! <laughs> I've done it again. Adam, Alan. you make the best intros. I'm glad you send them to me ahead of time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Alan, of course. God. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Are you okay? I'm yeah, you, I'm fine. It's just, you, you know, it's your names. You, you and... It's tough. I get it. Adam. Alan. It's tough <laughs> for an idiot like me. Sorry. Hello. Hello. Well, and also joining us is a man who needs to use below the belt on his own ass to keep from chafing over all the kisses his usual co-host lauds upon him. His rapier repartee reveals racy and rancid ruminations of a rip-roaring recitation regaling all who hearken to his remonstrations. He, too, likes to put a spotlight on reflections while providing hardly any substantive value whatsoever toward the ABCs of gaming. It's Adam, but not Commodore, Harry. Welcome, Adam. Good evening, Alan. Thank you very much for that, Alan. It was a magnificent Look, you got my name yes, he's not hard, Chris. Not hard. 
<sighs> it is. I, well, if, actually, when Chris is in my ear, I could very well be. That is true. <laughs> it it is hard when you've got two people on the call who is le- names both begin with A and are four letters, and it's you're saying we're four letter words. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's not easy. What I want to know, though, actually, is I want to know more about. Um, Adam's what rapier? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not just his rapier; it's his rapier repartee. I know, but I want to hear more about him being a rapey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's a rapier person. I tell yeah. you what, we'll, we'll, well, sp- uh, we'll start another spotlight reflection, shall we, <laughs> on, on my past crimes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a it's a whole new spotlight show. Yes. It's called Spotlight Reflections: Our Past. <laughs> Yes. But no, thank you very much for inviting us onto this. Well, well, are you inviting us or is this just this it now? Is this Well, is nobody it? else wants to be on, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's more like it, I think, isn't it? Uh you guys both go so well together. You're like my peanut butter cups. It's just very easy to invite both of you on and just keep you together. You guys already have your You actually in all seriousness, uh, there there are a lot of shows on 60MW. Obviously a lot we've talked about all the different names underneath the brand. But the two of you together have been some of my favorite things to listen to because of the banter between the two of you. All the shows are great. I listen to every episode that comes out, but there's just that little extra bit of chocolate and peanut butter mixed together when the two of you are in the same room. Well, thank you. That's very kind. I mean, sometimes, to be fair, I often never know what Adam is going to say. You know, he just comes out with some right random shit. I don't think he knows either. No, that's that's the the point. But we, we are the bangers and mash. Of 60MW. Mm. I'm going to come over there and we're going to have some good bangers and mash. Mm. He's like sausage, though, I think. Is that fair to say? Do you have bangers and mash in I love sausage in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Do do, do you have bangers and mash in in America? Um, We don't call it that, but uh, sausage and uh, mashed potatoes are just... mm. Some gravy, onions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, You know what? Anybody who from the 60MW empire that comes over here has a welcome place to stay, and I do all the cooking, and I will, every day will be a completely different meal, and I will regale you with every bit of cuisine that I know, just to make sure you get a, a sample of American-style cooking. That sounds amazing. That and sound to be fair, yeah, I've already planned it with uh, my wife. In my head, at some point, we are going to be coming over to America to take the kids to Florida, to Disneyland and Universal. Now, if, well, if you're going to Florida, that'd be Disney World. Well, oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, of course, yes. So, so we're actually it's saying it's for the kids, but it's not really. It's for us. Um, they're just tagging along. But uh, you're not a million miles away from, from there, are you? So it would be good to, to catch up. And We're about a seven-hour drive from Orlando, Florida, which is where Disney World is. So it's not horrible. Or a one hour and 10 minute drive to the airport to fly down if you want to fly. That, yeah. And, and you know, listening to you on the radio on uh, on Saturday, as I do, you know, and I've looked, uh, sounds like I'm a fucking stalker. Look at you trying it? to like, creep you know. up now, aren't you? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, he was making lots of cracks about me buttering you up and kissing your ass and all this, that and the other. Uh, so oh, I thought I'd better... But I listen know, to your show, Alan, on the radio. I do, oh, but well, I've he's pic- a fan. I've I've pictured. <laughs> I've I've seen your your um, what do you call it? Your, the place where you talk, the radio place, the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you, do you call it something different in the UK? What are they? Yeah, are they the, are, the radio are they like place, the bobble tuner. 
the, the radio, radio. Place. <laughs> I couldn't think what he was called. We listen to the bumblecock and it just comes in clear at night. What the fuck's a bumblecock? I don't know. It's the radio station here. I don't know. The thing where the noise comes out of. That's the thing. Um, oh, my wife's mouth. Okay. <laughs> but no, I've, I have. I've pictured it. And it, it, where you live looks really nice and quaint. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's great. I'd love to visit one day. Our town, I will tell you, just north of Atlanta, which is a major, huge, in fact, probably the the um, the pinnacle of Southeast United States cities is Atlanta, uh, nicknamed Hotlanta. We are about 45 minutes away from Atlanta, so our area is just a little more rural. We like to, th- we, I actually think of it as it's got all the charm of the small town, but all of the big town conveniences. We're just at that point where we've got enough here that you don't have to go to Atlanta if you don't want to. But mm. it's close enough that if you want to go to the big city for something, it's not too far to drive. Mm. Atlanta, made famous, obviously, as well by The Walking Dead, I guess. Yeah. You know, here's something that you guys may not know over there, but if you watch enough movies uh, for the end credits, if you see the little Georgia peach and it says Georgia as part of the Georgia Film Commission, Georgia, the state in which I live in Southeast United States, is the third most, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, uh, outside of New York and California, Georgia is ranked third in terms of the number of concurrent films and television shows being shot because our state about 15, maybe 20 years ago made the decision. Every county has a member who is responsible for keeping track of all of the possible places to film or shoot something and they keep up a registry on a database. So we are a film ready state and we provide such tax credits. A lot of the Marvel movies are shot here. Uh, WandaVision was shot here. Loki was shot here. Uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a lot of that was shot here. So all of the Disney Plus small uh, screen stuff has been shot here. Guardians of the Galaxy was actually, part of it was shot in Cartersville, where I live. In fact, we actually have a big disc in the, uh, in, in the central sort of downtown plaza area, the historic downtown Cartersville area, that says, Stand here and then turn around and take a selfie, and it's the exact same place where you see the big giant blob at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is taking over all these towns and blowing up. They did that in downtown Cartersville, so it's a selfie location where you can then film, take a picture, and the background is exactly what you would have seen in the movie. So lots of stuff shot here in Georgia. That's very cool. That is. Um, we. We don't have anything like that, do we? Where we? Uh, um, no. <laughs> uh, although I think they are shooting um, the new Indiana Jones film in the UK. Oh yeah, Harrison Ford got up from a chair too fast yeah. and he broke his arm. So <laughs> yeah, which uh, which we'll talk about later because that's part of my little rant. But yeah, um, where you are, Georgia, um, uh, Cobb County is is home to one of my favourite wrestlers growing up, the Big Boss Man. Um, I don't know if he's you know well known with you guys he he died well, quite I a while ago but yeah don't do much with wrestling so i don't know besides hulk hogan and rowdy roddy piper and and maybe andre the giant and a couple others like that i just i never got into wrestling so i don't know any of the characters i obviously i know the rock was a wrestler at one point in time and others that were wrestlers that became actors but for the most part i never got into the wwf or the wwe or any of that stuff Mm, there you go. Well, I mean, I got into wrestling when I was a kid. So it was, you know, from the late 80s to mid 90s. And the big boss man was one of the bigger wrestlers, shall we say, um, had various feuds with the people that you've mentioned. So, um, 
So yeah, you know who the big boss man is, don't yes, you? Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware of the man. Yes, yes. I didn't get into. Yes. I think I got into wrestling a little bit weirdly when I was at uni because they started putting some of the pay per views on Channel Four late at night, and when you've had a load of beer and you got a pizza and you got back in, and they just load of a load of men wearing tights running around. I mean, you couldn't. You didn't have any free view <laughs> channels or anything like that in in our in our halls of residence. So wrestling was the next best thing to have a wank. <laughs> Well, and also the big boss man's character probably wouldn't be something that they get away with nowadays. Because <laughs> Not so much. I think he, 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 well, I don't know if he was supposed to be a prison officer or a cop, but either way, somebody in that position of authority, you know, he, he carried a billy club around with him, you know, to beat up people <laughs> with. Um, but yeah, I think they played on the police brutality thing quite, quite a lot back in the 80s and 90s, uh, which again, wouldn't go down too well right now, would it? Let's be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> she just when you bring up the the Billy Clubs and everything, I remember Chris Rock did a comedy little bit, and you can you can find it on YouTube, and it was literally called "How Not to Get Your Ass Beat by the Police," and it's like one demonstration after another of what to do or not to do to not get beat by the police, and it's actually a very funny and very satirical bit. And what do people keep forgetting in our current, which is why we have a rant show in our current culture, satire only works. If it's allowed to make fun of what's happening in society. Yeah. Like Blazing Saddles, perfect satire. It is an anti-racist movie. And how do you make an anti-racist movie? By putting such buffoon racists in the movie that it makes fun of racism. But the woke culture of today can't get over the use of words that they don't like and they can't understand the context. So satire is actually an advanced form of comedy that the average woke Gen Zer doesn't even have the ability to understand. Mm. I uh, that could be a rant all by itself. It could. And this isn't this isn't my rant, but it was just kind of you know it leads me on to something else. So um, one of my friends on Twitter posted something today, which uh, I responded to, and I'm not on Twitter very often, but um, I, I just sort of saw it and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll respond to this. And uh, his message was genuine question. My default email sign-off is kind regards, and I've seen a few tweets recently implying that it's passive-aggressive and rude, but not sure why. So my response was, uh, you can always change it to go fuck yourself, and then there's no question about whether it's rude or not. Um, In all seriousness, if people have the time to suggest kind regards is passive-aggressive or rude, they clearly have too much time on their hands and not enough work to do. Um, So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah it's the society we live in i mean and are you we- fucking kidding me <laughs> how, how how is that passive i don't understand uh, well one person suggested and there's a certain part of me like one percent maybe or half percent that can kind of see where they're coming from a little bit suggested oh, that help, help me understand yeah. yes. they've probably they've probably received many correspondence with it containing information they didn't like so associate it with negative feelings. Now, what? that's not the the problem of the person who's sending the email or correspondence which says kind regards. That's surely the problem of the person that is interpreting it as something negative. Oh, I've got my electricity <laughs> bill. It said kind regards at the bottom. It's bad news. What? It's just, or maybe, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, How the, about the vast people majority of people. Proper bad newsletters like we have kidnapped your son. Give us $10,000 or we're going to shoot him in the face. Doesn't never says kind regards, Bill the Kitty Butcher Pumpkins. 
<laughs> so I just saw that today and I just thought, what the fuck? You know, it's just, it's... I, I what genu- have we come to that a, a salutation at the end of an email or a letter, kind regards, I wish you kindness regarding our communication. <laughs> oh, fuck you! I don't want your <laughs> kindness! How do you know what kind of day I'm having? Maybe I'm not having a good day! Fuck you! What the hell? Uh, someone said goodbye to me the other day. That you know that implicates that they're never going to see me again, which means they're telling me I'm going to die. Well, that was the thing, see? And then I, I was sort of... What if fu- I want to have a bad bye? <laughs> fuck you! I don't want a good bye! I want a bad bye! But yeah, and then, and, and then so I, you know... Um, replied with um you know i usually put thanks or and or take care you know um and then based on what you which do you mean and or or (laughs) no no but that's it so it's either thanks i don't put the and or or in my fucking reply but it's like it's either i either say thanks or then i'll add take care on the end of it depends on how well i know the person uh if i know them very well never put take care well, that's it. See, that's it. See, and I put, I'm surprised somebody... Take care? Why? Why have I got to take care? What are you planning to do to exactly. me? Exactly. That's why I, th- I what said... What are you saying about the way I live my life? Are you saying I don't normally take care? Are you telling me I need your advice <laughs> on how to live my life? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hmm? It, it, well, this is it. See, and that's what I put in. I said, I'm surprised that it, based on that logic of the kind regards bullshit, is that somebody is then... I'm surprised somebody hasn't pulled me up by saying, why do I need to take care? Am I at risk or am I being followed? You know what I mean? And and that's the thing. It is people who are actively looking for things to be offended by. I think we've said this before. Piss me off. You know what I mean? It's just like life is 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 full of things that are going on. So why actually look out for other things that, that to, to be annoyed by or, or look out for things to, to get aggravated by? You, you know... know no, don't okay, finish, I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, that was it. I was just, I, I just, den- I genuinely don't understand that that logical th- or that 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 thought process. Uh, you know, of of looking for things to annoy you. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say these simpleton fuck nuggets. They they don't know language anymore. <laughs> All they know is how to communicate using small round smiley faces on fucking text messages and everything. They can only they can only communicate via pictures. Well, and then they're purposely looking for a reason that there's something other. There's some other hidden message there. And, and I was going to say, I remember there was a, a Saturday Night Live sketch a, a long time ago. I say a long time, probably maybe 15, 20 years ago, where they said, if you say any phrase in a lascivious way, it has a sexual connotation. And the whole joke was, oh, I bet I'd like to climb her telephone pole. Or <laughs> as you, if you say it that way, like, oh, bet she likes running through a car wash. You know, if you say it in a lascivious way, everything has a sexual connotation. Well, I feel like there's an entire generation of people who are purposely waiting to hear something to be offensive. They're looking for any way, even if it doesn't really offend them, they're trying to find a way to be offended. Like, hey, have a nice day. Well, I don't want to have a nice day. Who is it for you to give me the permission to have a nice day? Like, well, then fuck off. Fuck you. How about that? Fuck off. Yeah. I yeah. Anyway, that was that was that's actually my rant. But <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that one in. Uh, just yeah, to... I wasn't even expecting that one, but you you fucking triggered me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get and Adam. I am with you. The perversion, and it is truly the perversion of language, where people today no longer understand the meaning of words or the context of which words are being used. It's why we don't have satire anymore. It's why people are afraid to make jokes. Because people don't get context, they don't understand meaning, because they've become simpletons 
They are, like you said, simple fucking nuggets. I don't know what you call them. They're like fuck nuggets. They're just ridiculously <laughs> stupid people. He there, Adam. And I guess yes. that's it. I was just listening. I, I agree with every <laughs> single word. It's uh, so when I pause, <laughs> that means I'm done. <laughs> well, I didn't know it was me because you were agreeing with me. I was. So I can't agree with you because you agreed with me. Oh, it will get. We get. Fuck it. I up. was passing the baton and Come. you fucking shoved it up my ass, yes. and I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that. I, I, I didn't understand <laughs> the context of your pause. Sorry. The context <laughs> of my pause. What is it? Who are you to pause? <laughs> yeah. Who are you to tell me it's my turn to fucking speak? You know what? Get your paws silently. Off me. See, you used pause, and pause could mean your hands, and your hands could be on me, and I don't want your hands on me, so therefore stop pausing. <laughs> yeah. Stop what? raping me with your pauses. It's so stupid. <laughs> we, we, we live. Okay. I am going to jump into my first rant because this, this is a perfect trigger point. I don't know if you've caught this in the media in the last five days. It hit five days ago, and every day I've seen another article kind of pick up on this. Disney. That place you want to go visit, Chris, in Florida, the place that we all love and we're beholden to because we love Marvel, we love Star Wars, we love all the Disney stuff. Disney has very quietly tried to get all of the toy makers, including Lego, to relabel Boba Fett's ship. Have you heard this? Uh, uh, I haven't. Yes, I have. I I know why, because I had it when I was a kid, because it's called Slave One. Slave One. Yeah, so joke. my rant, a made-up world in a galaxy far, far away where a bounty hunter who will go capture people and freeze them or carry them or entrap them or enslave them has his ship called Slave One since 1980 fucking two. And now we no longer can have toys, Legos, or any representation of Boba Fett's ship. It is now just called Boba Fett's Starship. Who the fuck calls their boat? Hey, it's Alan Sanders' boat. It's Chris Jellyman's (laughs) boat. We don't do that. We come up with a fucking name for our boat. Well, a boat is a ship, and a ship goes out in space, too. It's called Slave One. Back the fuck off of my Star Wars. I... I hadn't heard this. I must admit, I I hadn't heard it, but it's not surprising in the world that we live in today. Um, but it's completely ridiculous. I mean, I, it's mental. I just genuinely, I mean, oh, oh God, <laughs> you've upset me. I mean, oh God, we're, we're okay. We're okay with his uh, with his line of work, which will include multiple murders at some point, and you know, the capturing and enslaving of people. We're fine with that. Just don't say what it is Look, on the ship name. It's okay for him fine. to enslave. Right. We can enslave the yeah. victim. We have been hired to go capture against their will. But we can't call our ship Slave One. Yeah. <laughs> Which leads me to another thought. <sighs> we all know Return of the Jedi. Princess Leia is put into the slave costume, correct? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> now it's just called Leia's costume. Are we going to call it... <laughs> Leia, are we going to call it lightly dressed Leia or metal bathing suit Leia or leg showing Leia? What are we going to call her now instead of slave Leia when she is actually in physical chains, enslaved and held by Jabba the Hutt? Leia's gimpy slut costume. (laughs) I, I, I understand the concept of slavery hundreds of years ago was a blight on mankind, but it is so out of context when you have a character 
in a movie that is a science fiction fantasy who has been enslaved, which is an actual word that has an actual meaning, and she has been enslaved, that is Slave Leia. Don't change the words because you're trying to assign it some historical significance to something that it has nothing to do with. Honestly, it's, it just, you know, you, you, sometimes you think I'm getting old and I'm not part of this world anymore. I, you know, and, and I guess my parents and, um, their parents, you know, as they got older and saw things change, um, you just sometimes just don't feel like you belong or you're not, you know, or, or there's, there's, there's new languages that are taking over and there's new, I just don't understand it. I I don't feel like I'm, I don't belong to any of that. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yet there are a group of people, young people, I would imagine, I hasten to add that, that, but feel that this is the right way to behave or the right way to, to believe. You know, abolish the word slave or abolish, abolish a spaceship because it's called slave or change the name because it's got slave in it. I don't tell me. But what's what's the end game? What's the end point? That's what I don't get. I mean, I know like we've talked before about like our our grandparents or whatever, you know, or you get 1960s, 1970s English comedy that uses quite a lot of racial slurs and that. And they mean it because it was in the culture at the time. They got rid of that, obviously, because they want to end that perception. But what's the end game of all this? I don't, I don't see what we're trying to get rid of. I, I, I don't understand. Are we going to go back to the Ten Commandments now? A, a, a classic film with? <laughs> are we going to say uh, he was not sold into slavery, or the Egyptians were not held in slavery? Are we? We can't use that phrase. Are we going to redub the movie? I mean, it, it, when you start to head down what I, what I, what I feel is the obvious slippery slope of stupidity. At some point, when does common sense kick in? I don't know. I, I wonder if they're going to... No uh, idea. See, I've, I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole in as much as that I've typed into IMDb, slave. Because um, <laughs> I want to see all the, all the films that have got the title slave in them, uh, which are going to be changed. Oh, t- so, all oh, right. So that, that, that film's going to be called 12 Years of Boba Fett Starship. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, Quentin Tarantino just came out two days ago slamming Hollywood saying, you guys are more interested in spreading woke messaging than in actually set t- telling entertaining stories. You are no longer interested in telling stories. You want to be all about wokeness. You want to be all about, uh, you know, virtue signaling. You want to be all about, look at me. We're not that kind of people instead of just telling a fucking good story. Hmm. Could you, you could not do even Django Unchained. You could not even do Django Unchained today because the, the N word. And yet, the whole point of Django Unchained is you have a black hero who wins at the end. It's like people, again, the context, they are completely ignoring the context because it's easier to look at the shiny bauble that has offended us instead of understanding the reason it's being used. Hmm. And it just goes back to the use of language in as much as saying kind regards in an email and people getting upset about it. See, now I'm going to be gutted because when they change eventually, because obviously, you know, slave is the, uh, is the word that people are upset about. Um, uh, the, the, the video from 2003, Chained Fury, 
lesbian slave desires. I'll be very <laughs> upset when they change that. And I'll also be very upset when they change the 1977 film, Swedish Nympho Slaves. Um... <laughs> Well, no, it'll now be Swedish nympho Boba Fett Starship. There you go. Because in my head, I am just replacing everything with slave with Boba Fett Starship. Oh, this one's a bit dodgy. Emmanuel and the white slave trade. <laughs> See, you notice what you notice what films I'm zeroing in on. Um, yeah, there's a yeah. theme here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be renting these. Um, you know, here's the don't, thing. Don't, you know, don't forget Britney. Yeah. Chris, you you no, no, you go. made a comment about you know is this something about generational? Like, did our parents? Is that you know, you hear that phrase, like, get off my lawn, you know. I, I would argue there's a difference. When an older generation, let's go back to, let's say, the 20s, and kids wanted to, like, drink and dance, and they were like, oh, that's against the civility. It was about bringing still people together. They wanted to have a good time. They wanted a party. They wanted to experience life. They wanted to be, you know, they wanted more than a restricted life. And so that generation, you know, rebelled, you know, the older generation rebelled against that. And then you go to the 40s and the and World War II, and, you know, people wanted to have that freedom to dress maybe with less clothing. They wanted to go to the beach in bikinis, came out in 1946. And people were like, oh, no, it's showing too much. That's not propriety. And it, but it was still about life and living and being more invigorated and, and expressing yourself. And you go through the 70s and the age of love and free love. And let's all, hey, man, you know, we don't have to fight. We can all be together and just whatever. We are in an age where we are now embracing the exact opposite of everything prior. We are now looking at how do we restrict ourselves more? How do we limit ourselves? How do we, how do we lock ourselves down? Instead of being free and individuals and having all these different ideas and unique perspectives, it's all about, nope, there's only a handful of things you can be or say or be part of. Otherwise, it's, not, it's no longer cool because of what it might have reflected a, year, uh, you know, a generation ago. I just So I would argue we're not... Our parents, we're not our grandparents. We're arguing about why are we wanting to go back and restrict our lives? Shouldn't we be freer and more, you know, and embrace the zest and the zeal of life and individuality and all the different ways we could live rather than following our, you know, the footsteps of having put our labels on ourselves and say, you're in this box or you're in this box or this is your label and that's all you can be. I don't, I don't like that. Just let me, because um, we do have a lot of political correctness in this country. You know, it's. It, it, I think lot. You know, a lot of countries do, but um, so-called civilized, you know, nations and countries tend to, tend to have quite a lot of political correctness. But this is a genuine question, and I'm not saying this, asking this question to sort of have a go or, at Americans. But does this? Did this story come from America? Because the the I suppose the the connotation with slavery is more of an American thing, I guess, potentially than it is a UK thing. Am I wrong in saying that? Or <laughs> I don't know. But for more well, more modern history, I guess. Um, I th I think I think we kind of just passed it on to America because I don't think our own history is exactly you know sunbeams and moon. Yeah, I say every civilization that has ever existed <laughs> has at some point either been enslaved or has enslaved nations that it has conquered or been conquered yeah. by in yeah. the history of mankind. It is not just one nation. It is not just one color. You have had, in fact, if you want to follow the history, there were tribes in Africa who would defeat neighboring tribes and said, you know what, to prevent the next uprising from this tribe we just defeated, we're going to sell all of the males into slavery to these white British colonials or these Dutch colonials or these Spanish colonials. And that way we'll never have to worry about them again in our own country. I mean, you've got to look at the whole picture, not just one part of it. I know, but I, I suppose the, the question I'm 
I'm trying to ask is in as much as that or, or get across is that because obviously this is it's a very hot button topic at the minute with America. So is this being led by that's you know sort of in that area or is it just is it just a while a worldwide thing i don't know because i don't where did this story come from where is it is it uh, some again i, I generally don't know because i didn't read Which, it what, with, with slave one or with disney yeah just slave one the, yeah it, it, from from everything i've read and disney wasn't trying to do any public press releases they were trying to be very quiet about it and but it slowly got out there that uh, disney was pressuring very quietly behind the scenes Every toy manufacturer, every licensee that has the Disney uh, approval to create a toy based on Boba, Boba Fett's ship, Boba Fett's ship, whether it's a puzzle, a picture, a, a T-shirt, or whatever, that it is no longer going to be referred to as Slave One. They wanted it changed to Boba Fett Starship. Mental. I don't know why. I don't know where. There's nobody. There's no one that I know of protesting the streets right now asking Disney to do this. It's like. They're so afraid and they're so living in this woke culture we're in. It's like they're purposely trying to say, what could possibly be the next thing someone could come after us for? Let's be proactive and just immediately censor everything that we had in our past so it never comes back and bites us in the future, Mm. which is just mentally deficient. And it's got to be exhausting as well, (laughs) hasn't it? Uh... I can't think (laughs) like this. I don't think. When I hear this, I'm like, this is a joke, right? This is... this. I actually thought when I heard this initially that this came from like one of those satire sites like The Onion or Babylon Bee or something like that where they just write silly headlines to to poke fun at what's really happening. And when I found out it's actually true, I was like, you've got to be kidding. So I've just one of my favorite sites for T-shirts and stuff is uh, Redbubble. And so I just typed in there slave one. So and you, you immediately get all of the like. The, the the spaceship you know t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff you know there's even a t-shirt that's uh, a bit of a take on top gun but it's like slave one uh which looks awesome actually so um but yeah oh, well it's, it's, because for 41 years that's what it was called yeah that was its name well i'll you, still you, be calling it that <laughs> yeah so anyway i know we went on a bit of a of a, of a rabbit hole but but uh, th- that was my rant my rant was the stupidity of disney wanting to change Boba Fett's ship from the original name that it's had for now 41 years at the time that this episode is being re- recorded and released. I'm just beside myself. I'm like, at, at what point? I mean, if, if you go that deep, then you can find where everything is offensive. And be careful if you're one of these groups that's like, yes, we should change the name because it just makes me feel so like offended and aggrieved. Well, if you can do that with a spaceship from a fantasy film 41 years ago, it can be done with the thing that you love and hold dear. So be careful what you ask for. Mm. Yep. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring us down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Adam. Adam's always got Ooh, some fun ones. Last time we talked, you were like worried about like hearing your nose whistle as in a baby cry in a dream. So <laughs> I'm curious what you're going to come up with this time. Well, <clears throat> you know, remember years ago when the iPhone came out and it was like, oh, you want to boil an egg? There's an app for that. Or you want this? There's an app for that. I've, I've, I've reached a point now where the, I can't think of a word, but I'll go for the appification of life is starting to really get right up my ass. <laughs> um, I'll tell you why. Earlier this week, I thought, you know what? I haven't been swimming for years, so I might give swimming a go. 
And when I was younger, this is how me going swimming would play out. It would be a reasonably sunny day, possibly drizzly where I lived. Little 10-year-old me in my little little stupid furry hooded jacket walked into the sports centre. Someone looked at me from behind the counter and said, Oh, good good morning to you, young sir. What can I do for you? In which case I'd say, "Uh, Excuse me, can I have one for swimming, please? (laughs) And he'd say, Oh, yes, that'd be £1.20. You take my money and I'd go swimming. So this week I thought, okay, right, I want to go swimming, but I I don't really want to go swimming with loads of little bastards or or if I can avoid (laughs) bobbleheads even better. (laughs) Phoned up the sports centre. Right, what swimming classes have you got? Have you got the app? The the, the what now? The app. Uh, No, what what do I need to do? Well, first thing you need to do is you need to go to this website and you need to download the app. I was like, right. Uh, then you need to, once you've got the app, you'll need to register an account, right? But then you'll need to phone back here so we can give you a unique customer number, right? And then what? Then you put your customer number into the app and then you can select uh, you can select what class you want. But then you've got to come back to us and we'll give you permissions to go onto certain, <laughs> onto certain different swimming things. Right, yeah, and... And then you click on that and then you choose that. And there's about 40 different types of swimming now. There's, there's you know, oh, if you've got one arm, you've got your own swimming session. <laughs> Transgender swimming, fucking width swimming, length swimming. I don't know. It, basically, they're splitting them all up now. Yeah. Oh, uh, if you identify as a kettle, you've got your own swimming fucking hour a week now as well. You've got the autistic swimming, deaf swimming, blind swimming. I suppose they take the dogs as well. But... All I want to do is get in some water and go backwards or forwards. I have to download an app, <laughs> register an account, phone back to the sports centre, get a unique reference number, put that in the app. Then I just want to go swimming. And it's like that with everything. Everything now. You you can't have a fart without having to download an app. It's like, I'm going to fart. Well, you need to download your app because we need to measure the pitch of your fart and we need to measure the length of your fart. And then we can tell you if you're ill. I don't want to find out if I've got fartcancer.com or whatever. I'm fine. Fartcancer.com. Dude. It baffles me. I used to like apps, but everything, everything hidden behind apps, pin numbers, customer reference things, fucking customer survey. Oh, if you just take a... I don't want to take a survey. I want to do something. I can't do anything because I was spending half my life filling in shit that no one ever used to need. Oh, my God. I I did not expect this coming, but you are 100% correct. There is the over automation of everything to the point where you actually create now more work than just picking up the phone. I mean, this is the ironic part of your story, Adam. You're on the phone with the people who are supposed to approve you, but they can't approve yes. you without you downloading an app and coming back to them. But why don't they just approve you? why i get the app may give you extra options or features but if you say all i want is to have open swim tell me what time do i show up for a regular free swim just tell me when is that it's like they don't even know how to think anymore they're following a script for everything these are the people who 20 years ago i would have phoned up and said how busy is it and they would have gone very or no it's quite quiet brilliant (laughs) see you in 10 minutes but no no, not anymore. Imagine reserving, let's say, a bowling lane. When I was a kid, we used to like call the bowling alley. We'd go say, hey, uh, are there any open lanes? Oh, yeah, we've we got plenty of open lanes right now. Okay, cool. Is it open bowling? Yeah, it's open bowling. Okay, come on down. That's it. No, I, your app story is exactly right. It's like, 
Well, have you checked the app? I mean, we may have league play on lanes one through 13, but we might have open lanes on 14 through 12 or 14 through 17 or whatever. I, I, I just, can't you tell me? I mean, do you work there? I mean, you're collecting a paycheck, right? Can you actually do your job? <laughs> you, you stood behind the fucking reception. You can see what's free. Just fucking tell me. <laughs> you know what's sad, though? The number of people that don't see how quickly their jobs are going to go away when we continue to automate all, I mean, like everything. We, uh, we have a, a Taco Bell that opened up. By us. Uh, you got Taco Bell in, in the UK, right? Yeah. So we have a Taco Bell. It was a brand new one on my side of town. First Taco Bell on this side of town ever. And you know what? It was right in the midst of all of this arguing about whether or not you need to be paid $15 an hour to work at a Taco Bell. Because minimum wage here in the United States is like eight something or seven twenty five or eight twenty five or whatever it is. And they're like, well, that's not a living wage. I'm like, who the fuck works at Taco Bell and tries to have two kids, you know, four cars and a garage? You know, a whole different story for another day. We go to the Taco Bell. My daughters and I, we walk in. It's brand new. We walk in. There's one person working a register. There's three automated. Hey, order your own shit. Put it in and we'll just and then sit and wait for it. And I'm like, you just eliminated three other people's jobs because they didn't want to pay $15 an hour for someone to take your order when you could punch it in yourself because we're all becoming used to our apps. It's eliminating jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of shops that have just got automated ordering now is, is inside the shop as well is, is, is baffling. It's, it's nice to actually see somewhere, like if you're going to the fast food place, um, somewhere like a Five Guys um, over here, you walk in there. And there's about 14 people running around the kitchen. It's all open. You can see everyone there. Brilliant. No, but it's good. It's 14 people with jobs. Yes. Which is much better. You know, seeing people work rather than going up to a touchscreen and ordering something and then some fucking automaton stutters out from the dark recess of the kitchen and presses a button and your order comes down a little fucking shoot. Bollocks to it. Now, I will tell you, the flip side, when you've got a bunch of these folks, especially young kids who don't think they actually have to work for a living, they should just be entitled to a paycheck. There are times when I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to the little automated menu. I'll get my menu actually entered correctly. I will pay for it <laughs> directly from my iPhone because I'll use Apple Pay. I never have to touch anything. I never have to talk to anybody. I get my order right. And there's only like two people behind the counter that actually make the food. All right. You want to you work yourself out of a job? That's fine. You're, you're just giving me the ability to avoid stupid people. It's, yeah, it could swing that way as well. Yeah. The other thing is, I mean, it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, recently, you know, when the pub's opened up again, um, you know, you have to order your drinks via an app and in some pubs. <laughs> you're not even allowed menus anymore. You've got to scan a code to look at the menu. Here's the QR code. It'll come right up yeah. on your phone. Hey. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. We went out the other day. There's like there's three QR codes on the table. One was to check in on the NHS track and trace thing. Oh, one Jesus was Christ. to download the menu, and one was to give the waitress a tip via <laughs> QR code. And this, I mean, this this poor girl. She was probably like twenty odd, and she was the only person working outside that day. That Can I ask full. you this question? I'm ser- and this is a serious question because this is happening mm-hmm. in my county which I would argue where I live because we're a little further out from the city. We have a very um, freedom-loving, I would say, in in terms of the United States, constitutional-loving county. And I go to one fast food or restaurant after another, and they all have signs up that say, please bear with us. 
We're having a hard time finding wait staff. Nobody wants to work anymore. We're tr- we're doing the best we can, or we're having limited hours. Are you having that problem with your 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 services and your 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 food places? Yeah, apparently some some bars and some hotels are struggling to get staff, but we've got the added bonus of Brexit, which has kicked a load of people who didn't mind doing those kind of jobs out of the country, or they just buggered off because they thought England's a racist shithole now and they don't want to <laughs> sit, don't want to stay here. Um, yeah, there's 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 a few places that have restricted their opening hours because they can't they can't get the staff to do these medial jobs if you want to call them that. But at the end of the day, everything needs doing, right? But we haven't got the people because all all of our own little fucking devil spawn that everyone's bringing up in this country, all they're bothered about is being fucking influencers or something on right. YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah, I worked in a, I worked in a fucking bacon factory for a couple of years when I was growing up. I worked in a bleach factory. Loads of shitty jobs, but do you know what? It needed doing, and there's still hundreds and thousands of jobs like that that need doing. But everyone wants to fucking be an influencer, or oh, I don't fucking know some twat online. Well, and I know I know we got to be careful with how quote political, uh, and I'm not trying to go there, but the issue in our state, and they finally just put an end to it. It came to an end yesterday for us at the time of this recording. There was so much unemployment money available for people who had quote either lost their job or couldn't work because of the 2020 issues, they're still sitting there at home when everything is open, everything is normal. Georgia is 100% like, hey, business as usual. There is no mask. There is no shot. By this point, you either got it or you didn't. We're open. And you have people who are now camping out at the state capitol. They've got enough time and energy to set up a tent and say, how dare you take our benefits away, but they're being paid to do nothing. And they would rather do nothing than actually go out and work. And that's the problem. They're not actually getting a job anymore because they've been trained for a year. They don't have to. They'll just get paid to stay at home. See, I was going to ask you about this because I, I was curious. and I was under the impression initially that this was just a one-off payment. So how often were they getting these these payments? No. What? Okay. So here's what's happening. Like, I'll give you an example, and I, I and I'm only speaking for the United States, so I have no idea what the UK does. So I'm not trying to be. This is just. It, it's the answer politically, but it's true. What's happened in the U.S. The federal government allocated extra money to help every state give extra money to unemployment. So if you were drawing unemployment because you legitimately lost your job because the restaurant where you worked closed because of COVID. So they said, okay, normally you would only get $600 from the state a week, but the federal government has given you an, an additional $300, so now you're making $900 a week to stay at home because the federal government has decided to help you out because of this problem. Well, that's great. Well, guess what? We're open, but the money is still there. People are so used to collecting it. They're like, well, $900 a week is more than I make when I would be normally working my, my butt off. Why would I work my butt off? I'm not going to do it. And so now you've got governors in this country saying, we've got to stop the federal benefits that are a bonus because it's making it more profitable for someone to stay at home than it is for them to go to work. So let me get this straight. That's $900 a week. Mm-hmm. So to that, do nothing. So I've just, very quick calculation, um, the exchange rate. So that's about £650, Adam. Jesus. A week to do fuck all. <laughs> what? Okay. In the United States, dollar wise, that would be equiv- equivalent to making $46,800 a year. That is 
unreal. I, wow. M- I, I, over here to do fuck all a week, you get, I think it's 70, 70 quid a week. It's not a lot, is it? No. No. So six, the equivalent of £650. My God. That's a week. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's stupid. Yeah. It is. And then you've got people saying, well, if, no, people just are afraid to work. No. Why the f- I, I mean, I'll be honest. It's more than I make do going to the radio every morning, getting up at five o'clock in the morning and getting my ass down there and, and talking about news and weather and traffic three hours a day, every day, seven days a week. It's more money than I make right now, an hour for just that job. But you know what? I was raised differently. I, I love the idea that I'm making my own money and I'm, and I'm working the job I want. They, they, for the last year, there's an entire group of people who are happy collecting a check to sit at home and binge TV. Wow. That is, uh, uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it, it, the psychological damage, and I know this is the rant show, so we're ranting. The psychological damage that's been done in the last year and a half is going to ripple for years because you've got an entire group of people who no longer feel like, hey, my rent's getting paid every month. I'm getting money enough to pay for my food. I still have my cell phone. I still have all my subscription channels that I, that I stream on TV. I still play in my video games. I have enough money for gas. Why should I ever work again? It's yeah. We we haven't had that, have we? We've had the, we've had the furlough scheme of people who, because businesses had to shut down during the issues, then people were basically had their wages paid while they were off. Um, all the business were given tax breaks, all that kind of stuff. It's all you know. It was good at the time, but that's going to cause a huge. I think that ends in September. It's going to cause a huge problem because, unfortunately, business a lot of business people are unscrupulous fuckers. Mm-hmm. They've found out exactly how much they can grind people into dust to get their businesses to tick over, which means there's a lot of people out there who still haven't been asked back to work. Come September, they'll just get made redundant and fired. It'll be interesting to see, and that's why we've got the ranch show. We'll be able to bitch about it <laughs> until t- <laughs> and it's, it's in the, the many years to come. It's these fuckers who are sitting on their ass that are probably moaning about Slave One. Because <laughs> they've got, they got nothing else to do. They've got too much time on their hands. <laughs> Or, you know, they get an email saying, kind regards, fuck off. Yeah. Some people shouldn't be given the time to think. They should just be worked till they die. Well, I, look, I, I'm going to try to pull it to a positive because we got to get to Chris. And I know we're, I said I was going to keep it an hour and I'm looking at the time like, Jesus Christ, we, we just love, we love, we love ranting. Uh, it's, it's the rant show. But I'll, I'm going to, a positive. I have always been raised to believe Find out what it is, is your passion, whatever you're passionate about and do it. I don't think people should be paid to watch TV or sit at home or do nothing. You've got to get out there because there is a psychological level of satisfaction you get with yourself, with your life. You reach that sense of self-actualization when you get out there and do something. You know what? If you're independently wealthy, fine. Go volunteer and support other people. Get involved with your nonprofits. Get involved with your church. Get involved with your community. There's always something you could be doing. But if you're doing nothing, that is going to eventually erode your own psychological confidence. I don't care who you are. At some point, you start feeling shitty about yourself when you realize you've got nothing that you've done for yourself. It's all been handed to you. It's the wrong way to go. Mm. I agree. And I, I've worked since I was 16 years old, um, you know, and um, thankfully never been in a position where I've had to 
you know, I've been made redundant or, you know, go out looking for work as such. So, but yeah, I mean, I earned shit money <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's so, it, it, but I think, it, well, there's that old saying, isn't there? You know, sort of uh, it, it, £10 earned or, you know, $10 earned is, is more important than $100 given to you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, the phrase we have here is uh, teach a man to fish. You, uh, excuse me, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but teach him how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Yeah. So, uh, quick, uh, Chris, I'm not trying to cut you short, but let's go ahead and go to you because I know we, we, we've been all over the place and I love the how the rant show is a very organic, it just rolls as it goes. But what was your rant for this episode? Very quickly, t- totally on different lines to yourselves, but we've already mentioned um, uh, a film that this guy's connected with and, and briefly touched on him. Harrison Ford, he's getting on now. <laughs> he's he's 78 <laughs> years old, for fuck's sake. Um, currently, or he was until he hurt himself, he uh, filming Indiana Jones 5. Um, who asked for this? Did anybody want another Indiana Jones film? Didn't anybody realise that the last one was shit? Um, you know, we've recently watched the trilogy with um, my eldest daughter um, and my youngest, which probably shouldn't because she was only four. But she's... Oh my God, you've scarred her. <laughs> <laughs> we did cover her eyes, you know, the sort of like the melty face and all that, you know, the, the spikes through the face in the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But anyway, the films that I grew up, with and I'm sure that you guys did and mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Ford one of my favourite if not my favourite actor growing up just absolutely he was in my favourite films he was in Star Wars he was in Indiana Jones um, you know he was in, in those movies um, I watched Blade Runner when I was t- far too young to understand it but you know what I mean it got Harrison Ford in it so there you go um, although I, I'm not that big of a fan because I've never seen Regarding Henry even though that came out around those time because it just didn't fit in with, with what I wanted to see Harrison Ford in but still now I don't count The Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls as, a, as an Indiana, Indiana Jones film and as such like I said we watched the trilogy I will not watch that again. I just, I can't find any positive merits in it really at all, to be honest with you. It, it, you know, I watched it when it came out at the cinema, um, thought it was shit then, and watched it a couple of times on Blu-ray. I haven't really warmed to it at all. You know, sometimes you can watch a film and initially think it's rubbish, but then you re-watch it, and maybe it's like that Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? You kind of just <laughs> you get won over by it. But I'm sorry, but that doesn't do it for me at all. Um and it's just who's asked for this now the guy who's directing it uh james mangold he's a decent director he's made some good films you know and it's got that's good... actually the most encouraging thing about this whole thing is spielberg and lucas are no longer involved yeah and it's got a good cast it's got mads mickelson i love yeah. Mad, mads mickelson i think he's an awesome actor you know he's absolutely brilliant uh it's got phoebe waller bridge uh you know uh, it's it's toby jones uh you know what i mean it's got a decent cast so, but who's asked for this? I mean, it, honestly, is, are you guys... I mean, the thing, looking at it, so um, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. I've just looked at this. Sean Connery was 59 when that film came out. Let me just repeat. Wow. Harrison Ford is currently 78 years old. Now, his age shouldn't um, prevent him from doing things or from preventing from making prevent him from making movies i mean he was good he's been good in some stuff recently you know he was good in um the blade runner movie i'm trying to think what else i've seen him in but he you know he, oh, star wars of course um you know what i mean it's great to see him in 
in films like that as cameos, shall we say, or where there's, but I mean, they build Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls as it's going to be, he's handing the, the mantle over, he's passing the, the, the baton over to, to Shia LaBeouf because, you know, he's going to be the new young Indiana Jones or whatever. He's going to carry the franchise. Did he fuck? He was shit. Um, no, but- actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stop you. If you go back and watch, Shia LaBeouf actually did the greatest job he could with a shitty, shitty script. Yeah, okay. It, he wasn't the problem. And at the very end, Harrison Ford takes his hat away from him. It was never actually handed off to a younger indie. He kept his hat. Right. Okay. Thank you for correcting me on that, then. So that that was the impression I was under. It was going to be, you know, this. There's always going to be a certain curiosity factor, I guess, because, like I said, I grew up with these films. But for God's sake, I mean, it's almost like, well, that you you ruined my. <laughs> you tried <laughs> to ruin my original memories of these movies, which is never going to happen because they're always going to be there. But they tried to do that with Star Wars with the prequels. So it's like, well, you know, and then they pulled it back with the newer films. Not so much the last one. I've only, but still, that's another story. But are you guys excited for this? Are you guys looking forward to it? It's supposed to be coming out next year. I mean, if if he's, I can only tell you this from my perspective. The only reason I have a peaked curiosity is because Spielberg and Lucas are no longer involved. It is only because of that. That is sad. It's it's sad that I'm saying that, but that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at no, I look at it this way. Uh, Indiana Jones one oh, well, Indiana, sorry. Raiders, because the original name is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is not Indiana Jones yeah. and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't care how you rebrandish it's not. It's 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 Raiders of the Lost Ark. Maybe one of the greatest movie adventure movies ever made. My wife and I can always agree if we can't figure out what to watch, we can go to that and we're both happy. The second movie, a disappointment. Not horrible, but a disappointment. The third movie makes up for the second movie. It's a much better Indiana Jones movie. Has some problems, but still a good movie. Four was so abysmal, I think they felt obligated to make five to make up for four. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The thing is, for me, Temple of Doom will always have a a special place in my heart because it was the first indie movie I watched at the cinema when I was a kid. And so I I remember, I still remember it now, you know, being excited for it all day long. And uh, so, but, you know, it's... Yeah, I <laughs> why? But sorry, no, Adam. They, what they, you they, say? No, I. It is one of those things. It is. It's. It's morbid curiosity to probably see what the new ones like. But Chris, you know, King of the Crystal Skull was dog shit. Um, it was. And the problem. I mean, there's willing suspension of disbelief, and it was hard enough to see Harrison Ford in Crystal Skull as, you know, as Indy doing anything. Um, and now he's that old. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't see the point. I mean, if you look at something like Captain Marvel, where they youngified Samuel L. Jackson, looks all right, worked well until Samuel L. Jackson ran. Then he ran like an old fucking man. Right. We're going to have Oh my a God, I said film. this just the other day on the radio yeah. because I watched Liam Neeson's movie, <laughs> Honest Thief. Did you see that it came out last, uh, this year, Honest Thief, where he's like a, a, a bank robber and he wants to give all the money back and he, he gives the money to two FBI agents or he calls and these two corrupt FBI agents decide, holy crap, we've got this guy with all this money. We could steal the money. No one's going to believe that he told us about it. We could just arrest him, put him away forever. We'll, we'll be millionaires. There's one scene he tries to run away. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, why did you film that? He didn't have to run. He was fine <laughs> until you had him run. He looked like a 70-year-old man 
trying to run. And you're right. It's exactly the same thing I mean, with uh, Captain Marvel. I am more likely to believe that some kind of thunder god from Asgard is destroying space monsters than a 78-year-old Indiana Jones is running around escaping booby traps. <laughs> I mean, they'd be, we've, they've got the technology. They'd be better off, really. You know, get him to do the voice act. Do a full CGI realistic looking <laughs> thing with a young Indiana Jones. But you can still have Harrison Ford voice, no, do the voice for it. Do an animated film if you really must continue. But I no, I mean, just draw a fucking line under it, please. But they won't. Well, they'll do this one, then they will. And I think you're right as far as the obligation goes. Because I mean, fucking Crystal Skull Day. No, there's no. And Ray Winston was terrible. In it. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And it's so bad because he's not a bad actor. Once again, it, no. it's horrible writing. The script, everything about Crystal Skull goes back to the writing. The writing, the script, everything about it is such shit. I don't care how good you are. They made every actor in that movie look like they had never been in a movie before. It, it felt like Lucas went up to Spielberg and said, so, uh, you, well, you, know, you did promise me we could do Aliens. Right. And then everyone in the crew just went, ah. Yeah, and then you, I, you felt like Spielberg was saying, well, you know, I've done Aliens and they do this. And Lucas is like, well, no, but my Aliens do this. And it's like, well, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. it just, horrible. Horribly executed, horribly written. Everything about it, everything about Crystal Skull is just not good. No. So, So. uh, but there you go. And Denim Elliott, uh, who played the bumbling, um, well, what was his name in? um, Marcus. 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 There you go. He was 67 when they did Last Crusade. So, (laughs) he fucking, Harrison Ford's older than him. You know what's (laughs) crazy about, uh, and I feel bad for Denholm Elliott. He was just a few months away from dying when he filmed Crystal Skull. So he was really, not Crystal Skull, but um, Last Crusade. He was really sick with cancer, but he still did it and was still an endearing character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I will tell yeah. you, I, Last Crusade went up in my kind of like, it was always better to me than, than, than um, um, Temple of Doom. I just kind of liked it more, but it had some stupid moments in it. But when my dad passed away four years ago, I went and rewatched the movie. And having that father-son relationship so prominent in the movie, it actually went up again in my mind because I, I dismissed the stupidity of trying to do stupid CGI, stupid, you know, goofball things, the, the plane through the tunnel and all that bullshit. Overall, the stuff between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery was so good, it made up for that when, once my dad passed away. And it was because of that father-son relationship. Mm. Yeah, their dynamic together is is brilliant. It yeah, is. It's, it's yeah. There you go. That was my little rant, anyway. Well, we so, we have sorry. all ranted. Well, that's good. We've we, we've we've gotten to the one hour mark, but we're gonna go just a little bit longer because we love to play. Would you rather? So I have got six. Would you rather questions? And let's get this rolling, Chris. I'm gonna go with you first this time. Ready? Would you rather be a genius and know everything? Or be amazing at any activity you tried. Ooh. So either you knew everything, but you couldn't do anything necessarily with your hands or your abilities, or would you rather be amazing at everything you did physically? But be a thick shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you could fix your car, but you couldn't figure out how two plus two is four. No, I, I think I'd go with the latter then. I'd, I'd prefer to be uh, amazing at everything, but be a bit of a dope. There's a film that's like, oh, God, there's a character in it. Oh, I'm trying to think of it. I'll come back to me. It'll come to me. I'm sure it, there's 
it's basically a big lunkhead, but you know he, he's sort of like you know fit and attractive or whatever. But he's thick as shit. Um, I can't think of what it is. But anyway, yes, I'd, I'd have that one for sure. All right, well, Adam, you, you you did run a marathon, and you can't tell the difference between Alan and Adam. Well, that's, to be <laughs> fair, true. it makes no. Yeah, I was going to say I can't say I'm brilliant at everything, <laughs> but it's kind of along the lines of my character already. So I might as well stick with who I am. So yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam, what about you? I think I'd have to be a genius. I, I don't think I could stand being an absolute moron. I mean, I'm not the I'm not the most intelligent person in the world, but I I can't imagine if it was a, if I had to choose now, I. I couldn't take the mental torture of just being an idiot and being stupid. I, I, I like to know stuff and it would be quite intrusive to know everything or be that clever. I think I'd, I think I'd prefer that. I like my mind sometimes. I think when I looked at this question and, and it was a harder one for me because when I wrote this, I knew it would come around to me as well. I, I'm pretty good at a lot of things. I mean, I, I, and if I don't know something, I want to learn how to do it because I want to do it really well. So there's this part of me that, that pride of a job well done, but ultimately when it comes down to it, if I had to pick, I'd rather know more because then I could tell somebody who knows how to do it, how to do it and let them do the actual work. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be getting me to do it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, Hey Chris, (laughs) the way you should be doing this, Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Chris, we, we'd have you'd you'd be my Boba Fett starship. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that'd be gooder than the way I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's one of the, whenever we do this, Alan. I hate it because it's like my initial you know response is, and then I want to change my mind as soon as you guys you know come into it. Well, still, it's just because we're smarter than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, we go to Adam. Adam, right. would you rather have more money or more time? And whichever you choose, what would you do with it? Ooh, um, time, I think. Right. What because, would you do with it? I mean, anyone who says money can't make you happy is just a lying imbecile with no imagination. Of course, having a shit ton of money would make you happy if you, if you do the right things with it. But time... I well, just given our, I'd, I'd just like more time uh, to do things that aren't necessarily just based around work. Just to do more stuff with family, just experience more of things. I think, I think I'd like more time. I always feel rushed in time. Um, no, I'm not a rich person, but I would. I think I, I'd put more value in having more time than necessarily having more money. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. If you have more money. Technically, you can give yourself more time because you won't have to do anything else. But I mean, if we're not talking that level, where if, if you get more money, where I don't know, work or whatever doesn't become an option, then you you get more time to yourself anyway. So I suppose that would be the choice then. But if it was a case of no, you're not going to be mega rich. You still have to work, but you could have more time and have more time just to just to just to do other other things and spend more. Spend more time with people I give a shit about because, right. yeah, I think that'd be it. Chris, what about you? Would you rather have more money or more time? And whatever you choose, what would you do with it? Hmm. Is it it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because clearly, if you've got more money, then you've got more convenience, you, you know, to, to 
not waste as much time doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, if, if I got money, I could pay somebody to do my shopping, I guess. Or, or So I don't have to do it. And I've got time to do other things like play video games. But that in itself is a bit of a waste of time. So uh, if I had more time, it I'd probably end up just wasting it. <laughs> Looking at my phone, <laughs> looking at Twitter or something stupid, or getting into fucking Twitter arguments with people. Um, so, uh, fuck it, I'll go with money just to be just to be different to Adam. I think my right. my, my, my uh, the, the right answer is time, but the that my selfish answer is I, I'd like, have money so I don't have to worry about stuff and knowing that I'm I'm comfortable and uh, I, you know. I mean, I am comfortable in terms of like I'm, you know, I'm not destitute or anything, and the kids are looked after and get whatever they want or need or that kind of shit. So, but just to have a bit, have a bit more money, so I can, I don't have to think about it as such. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. It's the answer that works best for you. But I will, in this case, side with I believe because I, I heard your justification of if you had more money, you'd get more time. I'm going to argue. I'd rather have more time. I've said this before many, many times. I wish I didn't have to sleep. I feel like sleep is such a waste of my time. I could be doing other things. I would argue if I had more time, I would just by nature have the ability to make more money. I'd rather be around. I'd rather be awake. I'd rather be doing things, watching things, experiencing things, reading a book, being with people, traveling. You only have a certain amount of time. And if I could be given more time to do more things, that's what I'd rather do. Hmm. So I told you it was the right answer. And, and even, though, <laughs> <laughs> even though I knew it was the right answer, I still picked the wrong one. So I'm, sti- I'm sticking to type, but still. <laughs> you like right. the shiny, shiny too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, would you rather listen? You've been hit on the head. You've suffered a severe brain injury, and you're going to have one of two possible outcomes. Would you rather be forced to forever breathe like Darth Vader or to arrange your speech patterns to sound like Yoda? Ooh. Hmm. Um, I think... Well, oh, hmm. If I went with Yoda, I'd, I'd annoy people quite quickly, I think. But it'd be fun. So I think, yeah, I'd go with that. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. I'll go with Yoda. <laughs> okay. Adam, you've got a brain injury. You're going to be forced to do one of two things, either breathe <laughs> like Darth Vader or arrange your words to speak like Yoda. Which would you pick? I think I'd go Darth Vader. Um, there is a reason behind this. Uh, my granddad had polio when he was younger, so he had quite a... like um, when he was alive, he had quite a wheezy breath anyway because of the results of, of having that. And he managed to live a normal, fulfilling life. Um, you, you also get to scare children, scare people in the dark. Um, anyone who finds it too annoying and just, just would leave you alone, then you know they're not worth knowing. I think, I think to constantly speak like Yoda, would, it would cause me more inconvenience because every single person would probably a think you're doing a Yoda impression. B, they wouldn't, they just wouldn't grasp what you were saying, and I would get too irritated repeating myself, const- trying to repeat myself constantly. And um, I mean, imagine going for a job interview and speaking like Yoda all the time. <laughs> or, imagine, imagine, imagine sex talk speaking like Yoda. <laughs> you know, at least Into if you're a bit pussy, wheezy, I must go. 
<laughs> if you're wheezy, it sounds like you're putting some effort in, but going... <laughs> <laughs> Inside you, I will come. I'm going Darth Vader. I love that. Uh, would I have for to me, say like Yoda, or would I? Yeah, you don't. You don't have to sound like Yoda. Just speak like Yoda. But it is funny to ask. I should have that. You, if you had to do the Yoda voice, into you, my dick must go. Um, I don't know that that's a turn on. Your titties in my mouth sound good. That backward speech. I have to say, when I looked at this back and forth, I went. Well, Darth Vader's ominous. He's in, he, he's imposing. He makes people feel nervous. He's he's in charge. There's no doubt who's uh, who's in command with that sort of speech and and the breathing. And but the wisdom of Yoda, I go back to which is more powerful, the light or the dark side? And he's like, no, the dark side is just quicker, easier, more seductive. And I like the wisdom of Yoda as a character, even if he has a backward speech pattern. So I personally would. Probably choose Yoda for that reason. Hooray! So I sided Ejaculate with you. Ejaculate your face, I have. <laughs> Dick in my hands, I did jack off. <laughs> All right, let's go to Adam now. Ooh. Here's an interesting one. And I think of these, like, these are all like, how you guys are to me, and I listen to your shows, and so I think about these kinds of weird connections. Adam, would you rather be reincarnated as a sea creature or an airborne creature? Uh, uh, for me, well, you see, right, <laughs> I love, I, I've always loved sea-based creatures. I've always been really fascinated by the fact we, you know, we haven't mapped like 98% of the ocean or whatever. There's lots of interesting things there. But, kiddie thing. Always wanted to fly, so I'm, I'm, I, for me, I'd have to, I'd have to go airborne. You know, I think the freedom of being in the air, and I th- yeah, I think uh, for me it's quite easy. I think I'd have, I'd have to go flying. I would love to be able to fly. Okay, Chris, same here. Would you rather be flying or airborne? Yeah, yeah. No, I could do that one really quickly. Same here. I've, I've had dreams about flying. You know, I've had dreams where you just start running and then you, you kind of take off yeah. and, and everything mm-hmm. and uh yeah as t- agree totally agree with adam you know fascinated by the sea and the, the you know what's hidden beneath etc and all that kind of stuff um but i think you're also restricted as well so i feel that you know if you could fly then i'd prefer to to do that if i'm honest yeah i am going to be opposite of both of you Ooh. when it I have flown in planes. I've flown in helicopters. I've, I've done nearly everything except skydive. And although I do have the same dreams of flying and the ideas of being Superman or being the idea of being in the Matrix, you are still flying in the water. You're just in the water versus the air. And the life, the ambience, the, 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 the colors, the amount of life, the, the bottom of the ocean, I have scuba dived multiple times. It is something that I dream about that I will be a, uh, at some point going through and become a master scuba diver so I could go do shipwreck dives and I could probably live not just by, but in the water 24-7. I would definitely want to be a sea creature. Mm. 
Nice. What would you like to be? I'd probably be a shark. Yeah. I mean, sharks are my favorite. I mean, one of my bucket list items is I want to do a great white shark dive, either in South Africa or Australia. But I want yeah, to- Yeah, that'd be amazing. I would love to see the awesome, raw, primitive, primal, almost dinosaur-like power of a great white swimming by me and to reach out and maybe rub my hands along its side as it swims by. I think that would just be an amazing experience. Hmm. What about you, Adam? What would I be? It would be a flying creature, doesn't it? Uh, blah, 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 blah. God, I don't want to... Uh, oh, peregrine, fa- peregrine falcon. It's funny. We, we... Fast, fastest creature on the planet. Oh, <laughs> we, we had this conversation briefly the other day, didn't we? Where we did Condor Man. So... Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to soar very, very high up and then plummet towards a, some innocent mouse at about 220 miles, not mouse, another little bird at 200 plus miles an hour and detonate it in the air. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't argue with that argument because that is, I mean, the Falcon, the, I was actually, check this out. The other day I was driving home from work. There was an actual Falcon, not a peregrine, uh, what'd you call it, peregrine falcon? falcon? Yeah. Pe- it wasn't peregrine a peregrine. Falcon. I don't know what it was in here in North Georgia. But I was driving by and there was on a, a privacy fence, this about a foot and a half tall falcon just on the fence. I'm like, holy shit, there's a falcon like right there. And it's a beautiful bird. And I, I can't argue with that in terms of your, your choice. Chris, what about you? If you were going to, since you picked uh, Airborne, what would you be? So you to- a moth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it's, well, yeah, I, I hadn't really given it that much thought, to be honest. I thought it was just me flying. Not, well, you answer, you asked the question, <laughs> so we're asking you now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, see, because I was going to look, I was looking at it from, a, from the sort of the, the underwater aspect. And I'd like to be a shark as well. That'd be fun. Um, you know, munching on people and stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not doing Guard by Jaws. Yeah. That's all we do. We swim around, eat people. <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. You don't know? No. I, don't, I can't think of okay. a bird. Choose <laughs> right. a flying thing. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to be a dragonfly. A spoiler <laughs> into the, uh, the, the um, Condor Man. I mean, this might. Connell might, might come out before then, but still, because uh, I, I did say I quite like puffins, didn't I? But that's not a very. <laughs> <laughs> Any creature. <laughs> puffin. Chris is a puff. <laughs> he wants to have a colourful beak that holds lots of small miniature fish. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Chris, would you rather have a six hour dinner? with a headstrong politician from an opposing political party to you, or attend a six-hour concert by a music group you detest? Oh, um, well, I'm not really one for politics, I must admit. Uh, so I, I know you, you are, and I've, I, I've got more into it, I guess, particularly American politics, as, <laughs> a, you know, uh, weirdly, I'm more interested in American politics than I'm in our own country. Um, but I think it would be a concert if I if I could go to that because like, live music can you know even if you're not into it you can still get something from it I think um, so example of this was 
there's a band called Linda's Farn, like a very folky country type UK based band, which you've possibly never ever heard of, Alan. Um, Biggish in the 70s and 80s, I guess. Uh, they did a famous song called Fog on the Tyne because they were from uh, like Newcastle and around that area, I guess. Uh, you, have you heard of them, uh, Adam? No, I remember the Gaza version of that song. Yeah, which wasn't very good. But I went no. to, well, I was, um, I think I was an, well, early adolescent. I can't remember if I was a teenager or not, but I had no interest in this at all. But, you know, I don't think I was old enough to stay on my own. So I ended up going to the concert with my mum and dad. And, you know, wasn't looking forward to it. Didn't want to go. Didn't like the music. Didn't know any of the songs particularly. But my dad liked them. So I ended up going. And um, and a lot of the songs stayed with me, you know, even to now. So I think even though, you know, I had no real interest in in the band or the music at all, um, you can still get something from it. So, because I think live music, you know, I don't go to many concerts, I must admit, but I, th- I think there's something special about live music, whatever music it is. Um, I, so I would go with that is the long answer to a short question. Right. Adam? <laughs> uh, I'd rather have the politician dinner. Um, because there's, a, the, even if there's someone who completely opposes you, there's, there's the discussion to be had. You don't, you know, you don't always have to have a discussion with the idea that you're going to change their mind or vice versa. They're going to change your mind, but it's always interesting just to see other people's views from an opposing side, just to see possibly if you fair, you know, where do they come from? It, and I, I think that's an increase of knowledge of someone who's even the opposite of you is, is never a bad thing. But the, like the, if I wouldn't like, if I went to a six hour Westlife concert, <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather be, I'd rather be tied up and forced to give blowjobs to the circus <laughs> elephant troop. <laughs> uh, All right. In, in deference to time, Adam, you and I are exactly in agreement on this one. I would rather be dealing with the headstrong politician. One, because I do enjoy the conversation. And if we're having a good spirited debate, it's going to be fun no matter what. And you're right. It's not about necessarily changing an an opinion or a mind, but having that discussion, I think, is always beneficial. But on the flip side, even if this person didn't want to listen to a thing I said, I would have so much fun doing everything I could to irritate them. I could actually have fun for six hours dealing with somebody who is politically my opposite if they weren't willing to listen. Last one, Adam, this goes to Mm. you. Would you rather have to be naked at work for an hour or dropped off two miles from your home whilst naked and have to try to get back home? Mm. See, it's a bit hard at the moment because I spend most of my time working from home. So being naked at work isn't a problem. But if I... (laughs) I do it every day. (laughs) To be be honest... (sighs) All right, let's assume a public workplace. Yeah, I well, with my work in general, I'm not. I'm sort of part office based and part out and about. I would rather. I think I'd rather be dropped off two miles away because I, 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 yeah, two miles away from home. I think I could. I'd stand more chance of. Um, <laughs> I'd like the challenge. I think. I think the challenge of trying to get back on the scene would be interesting. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like your your thinking. This is the challenge. How can I make it home, yeah. Chris? What about you? Does this... Would you rather be naked at work for an hour or dropped off two miles from home while naked and have to try to get back home? Okay. Does this mean that other people are naked in the office as well? No. Oh. 
Well, that possibly that changes my mind. Then I think. Well, it would it would make a completely different scenario. Yes, if everybody was you know having a a little uh, orgy and buffet, first come, first serve. <laughs> that's what I was first thinking. First serve, first come. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Um, uh, no, mm, yeah, I'm going to go with Adam then, if that's the case. If I'm the only one that's naked in the office, well, that's no fun, is it? Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, you might convince somebody to join you. <laughs> I could do, but no. Look, everyone's trying it. We're just going like clothesless. It's green. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did the same. I think, like you said, it'd be it'd be quite fun to to try and get home without being seen. Uh, you know, Look. this is great. I have been all over the place with the two of you guys. I would rather be at work an hour naked. But the only reason why is I'm in a closed studio and nobody sees me. So it won't matter. I could probably go <laughs> naked for an hour on the radio and no one would even know I was there. Yeah. So for me, um, it'd be easy. Um, the other thing I thought of is uh, as a workaround, I could always have a really bad stomach ache and disappear into the bathroom for an hour. Yes. Well, you, you have a window. You sit by a window. You have people pass I do. by. I do. But at six o'clock in the morning, not many people do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're right. On Saturdays, yeah, I'd be like <laughs> <laughs> people licking the window. <laughs> Here's a circus elephant. <laughs> but no, yeah, I would pick uh, an hour at work naked rather than trying to walk two miles home butt naked. First of all, I've got really tender and you know my feet. I I, I take very good care of my feet. I don't know if I can handle the asphalt for two miles of uh, rough terrain butt naked. So yeah, I'm definitely uh, picking the work. All right. Well, that is it. We are done with the rant show. It has been so much fun. I try to keep it to an hour, but you guys just had so much to talk about. We all did. It's been so much fun. Let's go ahead and tell everybody very quickly, Chris, where can they learn a little bit more about you and 60MW? Uh, so yeah, if you go to 60mw.co.uk, then you go to the website, which has all of the reviews that are written uh, by usually myself, Tina and Dave, and then also the podcasts that we do, all the, the various different podcasts. So you've got the ABCD of gaming, which is all about video games. Uh, you've got the Decade of Decadence, which is Tom and Dave talking about 80s stuff. Uh, Entertainment Show, which is myself and Dave talking about entertaining stuff. Uh, and then you've got the interviews that Dave does, the rant show, which is obviously this. Then you've got the sound check shows, which Dave tends to do, and the spotlight shows, which is myself and Adam talking about TV and movies that we used to watch when we were kids. And I think that's about it at the moment. There are others, but they're a little bit on hiatus at this point. Great stuff. The the spotlight reflection shows, the music shows, the entertainment shows, the ABCD of gaming, all of those are just phenomenal shows, the interview shows, and then when you get episodes of, well, I know the Clint cast has been on a little bit of a hiatus, the ABCD affording ahead has been a bit of a hiatus because Ben has been a little out of sorts the last several months, but he is trying really hard to get kind of things back on an even keel. I did have a great conversation uh, last weekend with him back and forth. The, there's those moments where like you get Ben and then he's gone for a while. Mm. Um, Adam, for you, tell people how you they can uh, follow you, learn a little bit more about you. I am on Twitter at Ape Mutterings, and you can generally find me if you if you find yourself in a room with one Christopher Jellyman. If you unbutton his shirt, you'll find me sticking out of his abdomen like that little fella in Total Recall, uh, <laughs> because we tend to be on every single podcast together. So uh, the ABCD of gaming and the Spotlight Reflection shows. 
and and this here rant cast as well. Excellent. Folks, I do host the rant show here for 60MW, your 60 megawatts of fun podcast every single time we put one out. But there are two shows a week, every every week usually, Mondays and Thursdays. Every now and then you get a bonus Saturday. Follow 60MW Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Whatever you do, if you're out and you're listening, take a second to rate and review. That is always great for us. But if, the, if you don't have any time to do that, take a second to just hit the share button on your podcatcher that you're listening to this episode on. Share it on your social media. Let everybody know what you've been listening to. Help us spread the word so we can continue to grow the audience. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it does help us. You can find me at Alan J. Sanders on Twitter. I actually have a couple of other podcasts that I do, The Wilder Ride, which is at The Wilder Ride everywhere. And I do the Marriage Fit Podcast, which my wife and I talk about what it's like to be two previously divorced, now remarried, blended families, what we've learned, what we've done right, what we've done wrong, and hopefully maybe keep you from making the same mistakes we've made. With that said, Chris, Adam, thank you so much for being here on this episode of The Ranch Show. Been a pleasure. Been amazing. Come on back in maybe a month, maybe two months, but we will be here again and check out all of the content on 60MW Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Are you okay? Do you need a... You need I'm some, good like, now. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You need some, some butter there? Some little I'm to, good. To butter your bread? <laughs> I am good to go. All right. I mean, I like buttering my wife's muffin, but I mean, there might be something <laughs> different. <sighs> so you, you're... Um, Stuffing your mouth, are you, Chris? I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm you, good. You, good. You putting you putting some good hard bread down your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, it's not. It's gone soggy now, actually. Which is you don't want oh. anything well, soggy you in to, your mouth. You need to be better with your mouth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Nothing worse. You know, your technique is bad if you've got soggy bread. <laughs> oh dear. Did you ever uh, see that meme that said? Uh, the cheeks in your mouth represent the same skin lining as the interior of the vagina. No. Never... And it immediately follows, you just rubbed your tongue against the inside of your cheek, didn't you? Yes, no. I did. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, fuck, I did. <laughs> I did the exact, like, is that what it feels like? <laughs> I, I just found myself listening. <laughs> I do that. I do that every now and then. I do it when we do the ABCD of gaming. I just find myself just, listening yeah. to people who I like listening to. And it's like, no dipshit. You're on the fucking show. Say something. <laughs>